I've got an itch I can't scratch. I'm missing a piece that completes a whole part of me. An open wound start to see. Everybody come here, gather round. Welcome to the freak show, the best in town. What the hell's wrong with me? I don't get along with anybody, honestly. I've been living in my own head constantly. Thoughts jumbled round. Think I need a new lobotomy. Wait. All these thoughts are too negative. I don't want to get lost in the sedative. Gotta show them what I got. I'm competitive. You know I'm about to go off. I won't let them win. I'll take a stab. I want to chase a bag. I want a way I can change all the things I lack. I gotta face the facts. I gotta taste and that. Got me obsessed with the rest. I got an itch to scratch.
What's up, boys? How the hell are you? Gentlemen, gentlemen, beautiful evening tonight. How is everyone? I am your host this evening. You probably already know the old gun with Johnny. Guys, how are you? Got a nice little uh, chill show planned tonight. It looks like some other gents are streaming later as well, and perhaps even now. Let's see who all's in here. Mr. Todd Packard, Lord Jeremy, member here at The Gun with John. Lego, my motherfucking ego, Mr. Cush. Joshua Carper's in here. Shadrock, Ghost, usually the first one to comment on a video. If you look, guys, Sacred Y. Homer Simpleton, good to see you, sir. Man, so many good guys. Miles, what's up, sir? Welcome to the live stream, my man. We are going to talk some good stuff tonight. Vault Keeper, Mouth Agape Ape. I'm glad you're here, Mouth. We're going to talk about you as well. Willis, good to see you, brother. Lots of gentlemen. Demi King is in here as well, guys. Looks like everyone is here. Mr. The Spot, of course, in the building as well, guys. What is going on? Tonight, I want to talk to you guys about some stuff, and we're going to let you guys call in and chit-chat as well, if you'd like to. Um, am I my brother's keeper, guys? Will I watch out for my brother, or will I let him twist in the wind in order to self-preserve myself? This is something that many women will do. I'm not saying all, just some women will look out for self will be the captain that leaves the sinking ship without making sure that his passengers are accounted for in the life rafts, guys. And again, we're not dissing women or talking bad. We're just being honest. But I want you guys to ask yourself, can my best, closest dude friends depend on me when they need me? If they need me, could they depend on me? What do you guys think? I'm just going to throw it out there. I'll be the first example we uh, talk about this evening. Every now and again, I find myself needing some advice or help or whatever. For me personally, recently, Rusty Rivers has been a truly big help to me. He's given me all kinds of advice and motivation, and he's been just a tremendously good friend to talk to when I needed him. And then again, he's going through some stuff, and he reaches out to me as well. Papa Burlap, good to see you, sir. Welcome to the show. Good to see you, my brother. So um, Mouth Agape Ape, if you guys don't know who he is, he's in the chat right now. Awesome dude. Awesome dude. He got, uh, well, I should say helped brother Douglas find employment here recently, working through the railroad company that he works for. The company itself will remain a nameless, of course, uh, nameless, of course, but helping out where you can, picking up just a little bit. Just the other night, Brother Kush needed a little bit of help getting all of his live stream stuff in order and making sure he was ready to go. And he called me up and he said, John, Mr. Gone with John. And I said, Kush, what's happening? And he said, I would really like some help. I need to set this live stream up and I'm not sure I know how to do it. So I dropped everything, jumped right on and got Kush up and running on his first live stream. Ever, like his first long format show, we'll say a good hour or so, which is phenomenal. But I always like to talk to different men who are there and hear some stories about maybe someone in their life. It doesn't have to be anyone we know. I've used a few of our brothers here as examples this evening, but have you guys ever helped someone? Do you want to call in or talk about maybe someone who's helped you as a young man? Maybe something you needed, maybe something that was going on. <laughs> Let me know. I'm curious, guys. I'm always curious how this happens and how it goes down. 
I'm going to throw up the call-in link. Anyone that wants to is welcome to call in. Obviously, if you have beef, I will dispatch you pretty quickly. But who else is in here? Hank, good to see you, brother. Welcome to the show. 66th is here. Christus is back in the building. JR came through. Guys, feel free to stop by if you want to say hello. I'm going to take... Hopefully, I was on during that whole time when I was talking. It looks like we may have just muted myself there for a minute. How's everybody? Guys, what is going on in the building? True Anime Freak is here. Good to see you, sir. Let's talk to Mr. Kush this evening. Let's get you. Hey, buddy. Hey, one second here. Let me get to your stream. You got it, man. You got it, sir. How is everybody in the chat? Miles says he can hear me. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, dude. Sorry, I just need to get back to your stream here. Oh, you're doing great, Kush. No worries at all, man. Your mic, your uh, camera, excuse me, looks very good, man. How's everybody out there doing? Let's see who else is in here. Willis says, unfortunately, a lot of bros will turn, yeah, some hot peace leave. Yeah, men will sell men out over peace leave, unfortunately. Not every man, but there are some men out there that will do this, guys. It's quite unfortunate. Let's see, Mr. Kush got him some headphones. Sorry about that a minute here. There we go. Don't be sorry at all, Kush. How you doing, brother? You there? Doing good. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Might be a little bit of a delay there. I don't know if it's uh, the headphones or what. Did you check your settings and make sure your audio is dialed into your headphones? Yes. All right. All right. Cool, man. A little bit so of a delay. Dialed in. Yeah, check your uh, settings in StreamYard and your settings on the laptop um, itself on the bottom right-hand uh, corner down there and make sure that they're both preset to the JLab microphone speakers. That will be the one coming directly out of your microphone. Technical difficulties, boy. Sorry about that. You can hear me, right? Awesome. Kush, I cannot hear you. I'm going to put you in a quick timeout here until we get you uh, up and running. It's okay. It's okay. No worries. No worries. I'm going to come back to you, Kush. Let me put this in the chat. Hold on one second, boys. Don't worry, Sacred Why. I see you, buddy. Let's bring you in. Sacred Y, how are you, brother? I'm doing good, man. How's it going? Fantastic. Good to talk to you again, dude. So what's going on, brother? You uh, have a good day today? I know we spoke a little bit yesterday. Yeah, pretty chill day. Pretty relaxed. Just had a few beers, you know, had a few tokes, got to relax. So, Man, I hear that. There's nothing better than a good relaxed afternoon, sir. I've been chilling myself today. No beers today. I, I quit drinking a while back, but I did have a few the other night. But uh, just taking it nice and easy. 
man, do you have anyone that's ever helped you out, Sacred Wire? Any stories you could tell about another man maybe that helped you or led you into the uh, right direction? Well, it's it's funny uh, you come to this topic because I actually wanted to mention. Uh, so this guy I've been helping out recently with um, with, with his 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 wife issues um mm. and, and i've helped him out with a lot of stuff which you know i was very happy to do because he w he was a good friend of mine and i always thought he would help me out in a rough spot but recently you know i asked him for a very small minuscule favor you know and you you asked us as, as if i was asking for a for like a kidney hmm. so it even if your your bro is um even if he gets as red even if you're able to red pill him like they can still you know turn on you or not not much but they can have you know kind of like that self-service um, way towards you. Why do you think that is, my man? Why do you think some people uh, will take help but are so unwilling to give help out when help is needed? So my theory on this, and this, this is actually kind of, it's kind of dives down the rabbit hole a bit, but my theory is you know, it's it's that constant battle between positive and negative, that masculine and effeminate energies. So it's, oh. you know, we're, we're all trying to escape black hole at the center of our galaxy. Right. So when dudes, they have that effeminate energy, you know, they're, they're acting like a black hole in the center of the galaxy they're just being a uh, service to self um all consuming you know they're just they're being like a bitch so you bitches are good at that sorry yeah so so you being a man having the positive masculine energy you know is moving away from that negative female energy that's trying to consume whatever it is you're trying to create in that moment so what i think happens is a lot of guys they get they receive the help but once it's time to reciprocate um their their blue pilled programming kicks in mostly probably from being single mother raised you know, is to revert to, you know, that black hole type of service to self mentality to revert to that uh, lizard brain. So I, I think it it it's something that goes really deep because if you look on a mass scale, men in general will die on principle alone you know I agree. so it's 
even if you look at a good good example is like the the French women during the German occupation in World War II. You know, they'd they didn't give a shit that their husbands and sons were were getting popped by the Germans. No, they they spread their legs for the Germans. So there's you know that reptilian part of the brain that is always looking out for for itself. You know, but that's usually you know that's that's the effeminate that's the the self-serving you know the me 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 energy so that's why i think most men at heart are very good and very come from a very warm and caring place because we carry that that positive raw masculine energy you know it's it's more doing for purpose instead of for 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 pleasure you know we we it just comes natural for most men to you know give out a the kindness of their heart without ex- expecting um anything in return mm-hmm. but because we have so many generations of uh beta cuck indoctrination you know it's very easy for these these for most people out here to um revert back to those um reptilian uh instincts i think that women perhaps and this is a, a good point you bring up sacred why i think that women a lot of times have um something ingrained inside of them going back to the german thing it's for instance the same with lions and i think women do this i think this may be why they don't have the same level of connection or loyalty is so that when they need to they can disconnect for self-preservation what i mean by that is um like if the pack leader of the lions is killed by another alpha lion that comes in he will actually kill the cubs and the female lions will go into heat for the new alpha lion even though he has murdered her quote unquote lion king or whatever you want to call it and her own cubs they'll go into heat for this new alpha male lion and i think it's a defense mechanism that is i would say present in a lot of females uh, of the species not just humans but of lions of so many others i think this might be why men are more rooted in loyalty unity uh team team efforts and women are more of a self-preservation type of deal i think that they more look out for preserving themselves knowing that ultimately at least in reality they would be the ones to be taking care of the kids which i'm not 100% sure that all of them are capable of doing that but i think i think they do this as a survival tactic and i think that somehow they're able to disconnect whereas for a man for us men it seems so strange that a female lion or even a woman for that matter could sleep with a new mate that's soon after either a tragic divorce or breakup or in the case of the lions the murdering of her own children to um, to me anyways i know for me as a man all of the women i've truly quote unquote loved 
it would have made me sick to my stomach to think of sleeping with another woman, you know, like the next day after a breakup or something along those lines. And I think this is perhaps a preservation tactic maybe that women use, but it, it does seem extremely foreign to most men, this idea that that could just be thrown away like that, so to speak anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even like in all honesty, the guys in my unit, um, I don't even have one I can truly count on my finger, you know, on my hand that um, guys I like I truly trust with uh, with my life, it, which is strange because you're supposed to have that in in an infantry unit, but there is none. There is none. It's, um, especially with guys of my generation, mm -hmm. there's a clear disconnect between like male bonding that previous generations have. Like it's there is no real sort of it, it's it's the whole brotherhood, uh, you know thing that you get in a infantry it's it's kind of like a facade anyways well in my time being in at least but you know and i do think it it has something to do with our you know gynocentric uh conditioning as young boys because you know you're you're conditioned to be the white knight the ever self-sacrificing um you know beta simp so you're you're already keen to put the welfare of others you know above your own in especially uh especially women so i think a lot of that has to play play into it if if men were brought up a 180 degrees differently you know and we're given a reality where everything was revolved around them you know the the cedars not not the incubators mm. um you you'd see a lot more um men not willing to self-sacrifice themselves i always i always 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 apply the first three laws or the first law of alien behavior when it comes to dealing with anyone, especially females, whether or not you can trust them or not. And that is the first, the first law is their survival will always outweigh, um, will be more important to them than, than yours. And so they're they're not going to be self-sacrificing um because of their their conditioning i think a lot of it sacred why is a lot of people nowadays have what i would attribute to like first person shooter syndrome what i mean by that is 
In my youth, everyone went outside to play. We rode bicycles together. We had fake gun wars with plastic toy guns. And we did all of these things that kind of brought us together. Whereas in a lot of the younger generation, people have, we're all avatars, excuse me. Um, you know that uh, when you are, let's say if you were in battle and you were to have to take out an enemy soldier and it's a very personal thing whereas on the screen it's just tap 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 the colors went away um you don't have that sense of taking away something that you can't give back to another human being and i think that online females have certainly been kind of reduced to a bunch of happy avatars, Instagram posts, 30 second TikTok videos, and they don't have so much of the interpersonal connections or relationships with other females like they used to. Certainly in the case of males, more people now are doing esports online at night rather than, you know, playing until the streetlights come on or riding bicycles around the neighborhood or exploring the neighboring neighborhoods of your home or family dwelling. It seems like a lot of people nowadays spend more time inside and or online. And while I am not opposed to those things, I think we lose a certain level of camaraderie when rather like when you're, I could talk to you here all night or we could sit in complete silence in each other's company and I could visually see your feelings and your emotions. I could feel it. Um, we miss something when we're not in the presence of another human being. Like there are certain subtleties that I could pick up from your person and your character in person that while even as we talk over the screen, even if I was looking at a live video feed of you, I would miss so many different aspects of that connection and of that relationship. And I think that this is what humans today in general are missing. The actual one-on-one -on -one interpersonal connection with the person next to you, because I think that that builds a different type of bond than just um, talking or over the phone or over video. Um, it's very different to be um, being PT'd with other guys and have a camaraderie and a brotherhood rather than say working out, um, online with whatever mirror or workout program things that there are today. You know what I mean? There's something missing there. You know, when you're around another person, you can see when they're hurting, um, whereas they might be able to hide it in other, any other way. It's apparent certainly to someone that would be an empath. You know, you can feel and sense someone else's discomfort when something is bothering them, when they're afraid, when they are. But you can't do that over a screen, a phone screen, a video screen. A, I think that's what we're missing more than anything, in my opinion. Sacred Y, my man, I've got a few other brothers waiting to get in, sir. Did you have anything else you wanted to add before we uh, jump through and cycle through everybody? Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just leave you off with, um, yeah, you're right. I think a lot of men out there 
want to help, but they don't know how. So having, you know, your channel, you know, guys like you and Hammerhand and Undead Chronic being here for us, giving us, you know, an opportunity and kind of like our safe place to go to, to, uh, you know, relinquish the burden a little bit from our shoulders. So wanted to thank you for letting me come on and uh thank all the brothers in the chats you know keep protecting yourself your seed and uh never forget you are the why of everything brothers so man yeah thank you so much brother it's really good to talk to you again i look forward to the next time we meet on here man for sure brother all right buddy we'll talk to you next time sir thank you peace out peace yeah, guys, I'm going to bring on Mr. Kush here in just a moment as well. But this is so critical and we're going to continue droning on this message tonight of helping and men lifting other men, because I promise you guys, um, it's the male friends that we build and work with and go through things together that are going to be the I still have male friends from elementary school. Some of them I still haven't seen in years, but we've maintained a connection, found each other on uh, different social media platforms, and we're still brothers. And we used to play together, play hide and go seek, got stuck in the storm cellar or storm drain at the creek with one of them. I mean, it's these relationships that will carry us through, but it does require an awful lot of work. Um, Bullets for Teeth talked about this a little bit on his live stream today. Um, I've seen several other men talk about it on their live streams. I've had a couple of guys actually ask me and tell me that, hey, so-and-so is not a fan of you. This, this guy here might not like you and this guy. One thing you might have noticed on my channel, guys, you will never hear me talk bad about anyone else, whether it's a content creator or it's someone else. I very, I don't like putting that negative energy out there. And it's out of respect for those other men, even though they may not care for me, there's a base level of respect we can have for other men in our lives. And I think that that's, I think that's a, a good trait to have. If you're a man that's watching this, just know that not everyone is gonna like you. You are not gonna be everyone's cup of tea or warm piss, whatever you wanna call it, but you can still be bigger than putting other men down. Let's talk to Mr. Kush. Is that better? Sup, brother? Yeah, that's great, man. How you doing? Yeah, no, the problem was I had a bunch of uh, um, uh, windows of StreamYard open, tabs of StreamYard open, because I was working on my stream for uh, tomorrow. So, um, and that's what was causing the delays and the echoes and shit. So, um, <laughs> but no, I was just downloading music and. Um, uh, putting in different uh, backgrounds and shit because it's it's fun working with that stuff. Uh, I know, I enjoy it. So uh, I guess you're getting all set up. Did you find the YouTube free music library so you could don't get yeah, yeah, copyright? Yeah, all that and everything. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, and I'm, I'm downloading stuff to MP4s and just having them in the playlist like that. Um, Why are you doing MP4s? Yeah, well, I don't know how, I didn't know how to do it to, to YouTube videos. So... Oh, right, right. Yeah, if yeah, that's yeah, if you're doing that, you can use um, if you sh use other browsers, you have to use Chrome and make sure that you're sharing the Chrome tab. 
and okay. you've got the little thing selected that says share audio. You cannot use Firefox and share through StreamYard because the audio won't come through. Um, so that's yeah, I don't mistakes. use Firefox anyways. So yeah, gotcha. But uh, yeah, no, I, I got. I think I got things under control. So um, and I got, yeah. I got my uh, gaming laptop and everything set up with, uh, with stuff too. So, um, but I just wanted to uh, make a point about what you what you're stating in the theme of this whole show and i wanted to vouch for john here um he uh out of the goodness of his heart um offered his time and um this was two days ago he uh he let me um go on a private stream with him and just go through working the controls so that i'm familiar with it told me what things to look out for and this is a man who i've known for maybe two months um and he came right here to my aid. I mean, he didn't he didn't ask any questions. He didn't um, he didn't give me any crap. I mean, I know people I've worked with for twenty years who wouldn't for twenty years who haven't been there for me like that. So hmm. um, I think that's a real um, you're setting a real you're leading by example. You're practicing what you preach, um, and and that's the big thing. We all have to lead by example. We all have to be gentlemen. We have to have to uh, practice what we preach um, in real life, so we help each other out. Um, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about what happened during the stream. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, John here really stepped up on my behalf, and I appreciate it. And I wanted to um, just come on a stream here and uh, express that uh, with him and let uh let all of you know that it's been a great um community i can't believe i've already gotten over a hundred views on that first uh damn video already um that's that's uh flattering to me personally so um i appreciate that from everybody so i don't want to steal a show from john here so uh, no you're you're doing great man i really appreciate that true blood good to see you brother hold up let me check on that cash app thing while i'm talking to kush here for a minute but I think yeah, and that's, that's uh, what I did in just in in uh, in recourses. I gave uh, I gave John, I dropped John a, a cash app there too, just because um, I, I I do that a lot. Um, uh, we do that a lot in the professional world. It's just one one hand uh, shakes the other kind of thing. And um, you didn't have to do that. That <laughs> you yeah. did, no, but did it's not like, look, it's an hour of your time. An hour of my time at my company is two hundred bucks. So. Um, I, think, I don't take that lightly. I think a lot of people think that because I have more subscribers or that I have some subscribers or a decent amount or whatever, that I'm bigger than that or that I'm different than they are or that I might think that I'm better than they are or too good to reach out or to help. And the truth is um, I'm trying to show men that that's not only not who I am, but that's not who any of us should be. That's why I let so many people come on and promote their own channel on my platform because, you, like you said, we have to lead by example. We have to, look, I by myself am nothing without the thousands of you guys that watch my videos and in the tens of you that come on to my live streams. I mean, it's you guys lift me up and in turn I try to lift you up all of you and individually, whether, and look, I, I can't get to every email. I can't get to every single comment, but
But um, yeah, man, I, I think um, one day you'll be teaching somebody else how to do what I'm teaching you to do, you know, and one day, one day when I get when I get canceled one day, I'm hoping that the rest of you men that watch my streams will stand up. That's when you start making content. For every one man that falls, another 10 need to stand up. Well, uh, John and I talked about that as well. Um, one of my inspirations for getting involved in this was uh, Kevin Samuels. Mm. And part of the reason why I'm sitting here today is because of that. I felt compelled after he passed um, to continue um, part of his message. I know he wasn't MGTOW, but I am. And um, I felt uh, compelled. And I know John, uh, I, I don't want to speak for John, but I know his his feelings about that too. Um, so, um, but like he, like he said, for everyone who, one of us that, that gets canceled or, or whatever happens, you know, there have to be others that um, take the reins uh, in my place. And that's where I'm seeing a problem at my work. Um, is there aren't as there aren't people coming up uh taking taking the reins and this is something i'm gonna discuss uh tomorrow um so yeah and uh i don't want to i don't want to talk too much more because i'm gonna i'm i'm sure you got other guests waiting here and i don't want to hog your stream so no problem no problem at all well kush thank you so much my man i've got my alarm set for tomorrow so i should be in there 15 minutes before you start yeah, hey, uh, I was thinking about that. Could we maybe do a little bit in private just to uh, get a little more uh, work in the YouTube controls? Like of playing course. YouTube's in the stream. Yeah, of maybe course. like a uh, quarter after seven or so I can I can email you the link again. Yeah, what time is your stream scheduled for? It's 7.30 Eastern That's time, so 6.30 your time. Right, right, right. So yeah, man, whenever you get uh, home from work or settled in or whatnot tomorrow and ready, just shoot me a message or call me on the phone and... Uh, then you can email me the link and I'll join you in there and we'll go over everything and make sure you're comfortable. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Once again, this is this is leading by example, guys. So, yep. Awesome, um, Brother Kush. Yeah, so uh, I got to go. I got to get to my uh, chores here. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day. All right. Peace, brother. Yeah, guys, that's what's up, man. Helping brothers out. That's the shit. Brandon Trueblood, my cash app link is down. What the fuck? Oh, man, I'm in here trying to grift and I can't even get no cash apps in. Let me find out what's going on with this real quick. We got Mr. Mouth Agape Ape on standby as well, boys. I'm going to bring him in in a second. Let me just see what the hell is going on here. All right. I don't know what's going on with that. Brandon, uh, I love you, brother. Thank you so much. I hope you want to call in as well, because I really enjoyed talking with you. I brought you up earlier today as well. So I'll drop this in here in case you do want to get on, because I loved what you were talking about yesterday, about your new job and getting out there and working. And that shit was, uh, I'm all about hearing about more of that. Mr. Mouth Agape Ape, let me bring him in here, boys. Awesome dude here. Hold on one second. Sir. How are you doing? I'm well, brother. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Man, so the man of the hour, you got Douglas a job and got him working, man. That's fantastic, dude. Yeah, he's supposed to start work uh, October 31st. That is awesome, man. I bet he's pretty excited about it, I guess, huh? Oh, he's pretty pumped. It's uh, 
he texts me most every day. We tell we text and talk <coughs> to each other. I try to answer any questions and help him out if I can. That's good, man. That's real good. Are you still uh, enjoying your uh, time off? Yeah, this is my last four day weekend. It's my technically yeah. it's my Saturday night. So awesome, brother. Awesome, man. You got anything big on the plans? Or are you just big chilling? No, doing laundry and all the domestic stuff. I know what you mean. I'm about it's, to have to do so tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, it's like 40. I think it's like 44 degrees right now. And they're talking about just north of me, it possibly snowing, but it's not going to stick. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess it's it's that time of year again. Yeah, we're falling right into winter in this part of the country, it sounds like. Yeah, man. It's been, uh, it'll be 80 something during the day and 50 at night. The bass have stopped biting. I haven't caught a fish, guys, in like two weeks and I'm going nuts. I've been out at the lake every day. I'll walk down there for a few minutes and then I'll get mad and I'll walk away. You know, uh, two nights ago, I went for a walk. <laughs> If I walk from my my apartment out to the city park and around the lake and back, it's a mile. Oh yeah. And I walked out there the other night, and it was about twenty minutes before seven. And it gets right now at this time of year, it's getting dark at seven o'clock. Hmm. So, um, I was walking over there, and I saw a guy I work with, and he was there with his son, who's about six, seven years old. And I've caught him a couple times over there, and they're fishing, and they're they got hot dogs. <laughs> they're catching catfish in this in this lake. And we're sitting there BSing and everything. And then all of a sudden it's right before dark and that bobber goes down and he sets the hook and he pulls out. It was probably a nine pound catfish Oof, out of, that's the out best of his plate. Yeah. So we pull it. His kid netted it and his kid couldn't pick it up. So I reached over and grabbed the net and helped him pick this catfish up. And and uh, it was heavy enough and, and the, sunk the hook in good enough that we had to bend the hook almost straight to get him out. Uh, and he would just barely hooked him right in behind the sandpaper on his mouth. So it looked it great. Perfect. That's awesome, man. I know those bigger yeah, ones, was, man. Damn. They get over, catfish. When they get over five pounds, you can't grab them by the lip like you can other fish. They'll bite your finger. Oh, yeah. They'll clamp down on you like a damn vice grip. Yeah, man. That's fantastic, man. So that's good. You're getting out there and walking a little bit. I guess the fresh air is pretty good, though. Yeah, I got to get back to... Uh, I had COVID last November and I was in the hospital for five days and it shot Ooh. my diet to hell. I was doing uh, keto and then I went full carnivore and I had lost 45 pounds in like seven, six, seven, seven months. I'd lost 45 pounds, went into the hospital and they were feeding me all the garbage they feed you in the hospital. And man, I just popped my weight back on. So I got to get back on it. I'm trying to do. Uh, very little carbs. I eat a lot of fat and a lot of protein. Good, man. What's your favorite for a carnivore diet? Are you beef or chicken or fish? Like, What's your favorite? I do beef and bacon, eggs. Mm. I cook everything in butter. Oh, yeah. Real butter, not margarine, right? No, no, I, I don't do margarine. It's 100% butter. Yep, that's right, man. That's right. Like this morning, I eat a pound of a pound of bacon and five eggs for breakfast this morning. Jesus Christ, a pound of bacon, man. That's brutal. It's not bad though, man. I'm, I had a, I make up these baked beans. I get the big like forty ounce cans of bush baked beans, and I get two pounds of Koneka sausage, and I chop it up, fry the the sausage, and then I put it in the baked beans, and I'll eat that for like three days, two three meals a day. But it's a uh, straight protein. Beans are loaded with amino acids, which is proteins. 
and uh, obviously the fat from the sausage, man, it's, it's fantastic. And I have people that know me that are like, how do you eat that and, and not gain weight? And I'm like, well, I don't eat all the sugars and breads and all the, right. the you know, the that's, other stuff. That's a, I knew a guy that he didn't eat anything white. So if mm. it was white or made from something that was white, which is all flour, yeah. you wouldn't touch it. So nothing breaded, nothing fried, you know, yeah. the oils I think are the worst thing for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Seed oil is, is horrible, horrible yeah. for the body. One thing I do, man, at nighttime, every single night, about an hour before I go to bed, I'll have two teaspoons or tablespoons, whatever the bigger one is, tablespoons, I guess, of raw natural honey. And uh, I don't eat a lot of sugar and I don't drink much of anything with a lot of sugar in it. But at night when I want something sweet, I'll eat honey because honey mm -hmm. turns to tryptophan in your system and tryptophan turns to melatonin. It's a strange chemical process that happens in the body and your lower intestine can't dissolve or digest the honey, but your large intestine can. And it cleans out and it feeds those uh, micro organisms that live in our lower gut. It's a very good source of probiotic. As long as you don't get the light honey, get the darker honey that says raw and yeah. uh, un unfiltered if you can find it. But uh, yeah, and if, it, you try to, if you get it local, your areas, if it's come semi-local, then mm -hmm. if you have allergies, that can help with allergies also. It sure can, man. And even though it is a, sh a sugar, a lot of people don't know this, but white sugar is not good for you. It feeds cancer. It's heavily processed, allegedly, YouTube. Um, but honey is a sugar that is natural and your body can digest. And if you want something sweet, a little bit of honey is actually better than candies, cookies, cakes, and all the breads. So I know we just yep. kind of touched on a little bit of, hopefully we're helping some brothers out here with this crazy information anyways. But uh, yeah, man, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's what I'm trying to do is get back to where I can start getting in shape and working out more. I walk a lot, but I don't do anything else like I should be. That's the you know unfortunate part, I would guess, for me. So how much longer, man, if you don't mind me asking, do you have before you retire? How many more years you got? I'm 50. I can retire at 60 with full benefits. So I have another 10 years That's and I've awesome. got 27 in. So I'll have 27 years in the job, huh? Yeah. I hired wow. on in 95. Oh man. Fantastic. That's when I graduated high school. Oh, you were just a young little lad. That's the truth, man. I was, I'm a baby boy. So yeah, man, I started, I started at the railroad about a month and a half before my 23rd birthday. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I got to tell From you, man. 16 to 23, I, I struggled <laughs> financially, you know, I think that, uh, I think that's good for men. I think that it's good for every man at some point in his life to struggle a little bit to, um, get to that point man because if you've ever been i guess they call it hitting rock bottom if you've ever been down and out a little bit you get to a point where you're like well i'm never going back to that i'll uh you know do whatever i gotta do you know yeah when you eat ramen noodles for a month straight and the only meat source that you have is hot dogs because they're mm -hmm. the cheapest yeah. you know you're hitting bottom yeah man yeah and like i said i think that's so necessary for so many people i think too many people uh, don't get to that point till much later in life. And it can be more difficult when you're a young man, you just make do you're like, I'll fucking eat hot dogs all day. Uh, but you know, when you're my age or your age, really, you get to a point and you're like, I don't know if I could do this. So, well, and you, 
when you're young too, you have different priorities. You know, I mean, I, I was broke, you know, I've been, I would have $20 in between paychecks. I'd eat ramen noodles and hot dogs, but I always had enough money to scrape together for a 12 pack for Friday night when I went and hang out with my buddies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you make do with what you got, but you, you, you suffer in one area just so you can maintain your normal social life or semi-normal social life. I think that's what's so cool about men is we're so adaptable. Whereas like if you had a live-in girlfriend or a wife or something like that, she's not going to be willing to go through that kind of, uh, you know, she's not going to be willing to eat ramen noodles that much. You know, they don't like to go without, so to speak. Well, they say they're ride or die, but they'd rather ride off with somebody else than die. I think that's what that means. I think they mean, <laughs> bye. Good luck with your hot dogs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know, awesome. we were talking about uh, helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, Please. I've had people help me in my life. I had a, a gentleman that helped me get this job that I have. So me helping Doug is kind of paying that forward. It's just 27 years later. Um, but I can honestly say that I only have maybe two friends that I could trust with anything like if you said show up with shovels mm -hmm. we got some work to do yep but uh i yeah I, most most i've been a better friend to probably 95 percent of the friends so-called friends that i've had i've i've been a better friend to them than they've ever been to me i mean mm -hmm. i remember one time i got stuck my motorcycle broke down and i called a friend I got a ride to another town that I could actually get some cell phone service, which was nine miles away from my motorcycle. I called him and I said, man, can you bring a trailer out and get my bike? Something's wrong. Oh, I got to go in an hour to go play in this softball tournament. So I can't. So I started walking and I walked eight and a half miles Oof. and it was almost a hundred degrees. I walked eight and a half miles out in the middle of nowhere and no one would stop so finally i got a hold of my mother and i and she had to drive it was almost an hour and a half drive for her and she caught me a quarter of a mile away from my motorcycle by the time she got there and that was the closest i've ever thought i was going to have a heat stroke and die so i was just like man so that guy is an acquaintance i work with him i helped him out when he was getting divorced he moved in with me Oof. you know he, I used to cover for him when he was avoiding his wife. One of them deals. You know, she was stalking him, him but she thought I was him driving my truck, so she would follow me, you know. One of those it's amazing so. to me how they'll do stuff like that. Hey, look at this guy right here. Douglas Edwards, shout out to you, brother. We're just talking about you. Oh, yeah, there's Doug. There's Get back Doug. to work, Doug. Get back to work. <laughs> So, yeah, man, what you're talking about, I think it's amazing that um, the the level of, I often wonder sometimes if some men are going through something and just can't be available to help. Sometimes maybe it's mental. Maybe it's their personal this finance. Was, this was his, uh, he's married to her now. I don't even know if they were married then. So this was this was that didn't want to upset the little lady. Mm -hmm. so. That's a tough place to be in, man. Personally, I think I, knowing what I know now, I always choose to upset them. 
Well, yeah, now I, there's no discussion about it. If if I have a, a couple of good friends, like I said, if they call me up and they say, and I need your help right now and I'm 300 miles away, I'm getting in the truck and I'm fucking driving 300 miles. Yeah. I know a, um, a girl here that I met when I first moved in. This was probably six or seven months ago. And I, my YouTube channel might have had like two, maybe 3,000 subscribers, nothing major. Mm -hmm. And just by chance, we were hanging out one night and she saw it up on my computer and she was like, oh, that's you. And I was like, oh, yes, you know, I have a little YouTube channel. And she's like, oh, well, that's cute. She said it kind of like that. But I ran into her the other day at the laundry place. She said, hey, your YouTube channel's really taken off. And now I haven't spoken to this woman in easily six months in the slightest. And I was like, what? And it, it struck me that she's actually looked at it since then and i guess seen it recently enough to notice and she's like oh yeah you're subscribed you're getting a lot of subscribers she said you have over 10 so it's been she's seen it within the last month and a half i'm guessing but yeah. i just think it, it's so interesting that you know before it was oh that's, yeah, that's cute that's cute and now it's hey your, your, your youtube channels it's really catching on people are really and, and it, it kind of hit me to where it's not just that this person has noticed it or looked even for that matter, but all of a sudden it's uh, exciting. Wow. And, and I was just like, ah, oh, you know, it's cute. It's what I do. Yeah, when before she just dismissed you and thought you were just a punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, YouTube, whatever. Sounds good, dude. Yeah, now <laughs> all of a sudden it's uh, the eyebrows went up and everything. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait. Wait until she can't pay her rent and she gives you that hey fathead text. Oh no, dude. No, 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 no. See, that's uh that was where the falling out took place is eventually at some point she's like, Well, what is it about? And I was like, Well, I talked to men about, you know, female nature and all this stuff. And of course, immediately she got real inquisitive. Oh, what? You don't like women? I'm like, no, no, I used to love women. I just I understand them now. So I, I don't love them anymore. I just I like them, but not, I don't hate them. I just, but that's you, one of those things. Know, I'm sorry. I want to talk, talk about uh, like relationships and men's relationships to each other. Mm -hmm. You and I were born before cell phones. There's a lot of guys that aren't. They grew up with a cell phone in their hand or computers. Um, I think that the smartphone has actually helped to destroy the ability of people to carry on and, and have a relationship. Yeah. And you know, that it's, you were saying that you've had, you have friends that you had from school from grade school, yeah. you know, and I, I'm not going to say that it's a sob story or whatever that for me, but I had to uh, create friends really fast because I went to nine different schools in 12 years. Oh, okay. Military family or no single mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other option. Moving for moving for jobs. She was always on the lookout for a better job. Mm. So and I went to the same high school for four years and the same junior high for two. So that means I went to seven schools in six years in grade school. Mm. So I had to make friends fast. Yeah. And um, then and those friends went away because you never saw them again because you moved to a different part of the state or a different part of the city, whatever. So, like I said, I've, I cherish the, the two friends that I have. And there used to be three. I had one that I met first day of high school. 
and we don't talk to each other anymore because we always butted heads a little bit. We could we we live together, we could hang out together, we could spend 24 hours a day together, but there was always what we needed to do is have a fist fight. We should have yeah, had a fist fight. That's the best thing. We should, yeah. we should have had a fist fight very early on because he was real skinny, small, but he had a big mouth and he thought he was tough and he wouldn't back down. I'll give him credit. I saw him stand up to people that would have just stomped his ass into the ground. Yeah. But I think we should have had that so that that was figured out in that relationship. And when we, I quit talking to him about five years ago, I was on the phone. And if he would have been standing in that parking lot, we would have had that fist fight. And then that would have been the end of the friendship instead of the way it ended. Yeah. But. Well, to, to what you were saying, man, about the smartphones, I think that um, the biggest problem that I have with the smartphone situation and how I think it affected the human psyche is that we have before there were smartphones and you and I lived through this, you had a limited number of people in your direct vicinity, maybe two miles, three miles, or the people at your school. And that was it. And you all had to make it work. You all had to get along and go along and learn each other's intricacies. And now what well, it is, it's, it's like walking into Walmart and you go down the bread aisle and there's 600 kinds of bread you know, and you just look at it and you're like, well, overwhelmed with choice. You, yeah, there's too many choices. And mm -hmm. I think this is what so many women deal with now is where this woman might have had 10 really quality guys in her small town that she lived in to pick from. And she was thankful to get the star of the football team or thankful to get the guy that had the good uh, um job or, or maybe a family with money that's that's that was her goal in life was to land this guy and be with this guy and now it's there's so many men in her dms she has so yeah. many choices to go there's through. orbiters everywhere and, and then there's the orbiters and the betas and the people that are like well hey what if i donate you 50 bucks you'll talk to me then right Women didn't used to have these options. Well, that's like, uh, you know, when I grew up in my hometown, there was nine high schools. And my mm -hmm. high school had 1,500 kids. So you look at nine different high schools. I never knew anybody from any other high schools. I, I right. Technically, I met them. I went to a vocational skill center where uh, half of the day you spent at this other building across town in auto mechanics. Right. And all the other high schools would send people into that program too. And they had music production, auto body. They had all kinds of, I mean, it was great. It was a, it was a, a trade school in high school, mm. fantastic program, but you mm. would meet those people from those high schools. But as for girls, Hey, I didn't know any girls from another high school, right? You know, we didn't have cell phones. You want to go and check out a girl at a high school that's 12 miles away and you don't have a car? <laughs> yeah, not happening. Not happening. Yeah, you you didn't have the the uh, instant gratification and the the choices, like you said. Yeah, I went you to know. a uh, a middle school that was like that and a high school that was like that. Uh, middle school was in Kendall, Miami, and the uh, high school was in Fort Lauderdale. This is an interesting story. Not a lot of people know this, but... 
I went to a arts school in, you know, what would be considered middle school. And Rusty Rivers went to the same art school. He is a few years older than I am. And we didn't know that until we started talking to each other. And I just brought up, hey, uh, you know, back at this, this school I went to. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I went to this Southwood, you know, in Kendall in, in the Miami area. And he's like, I did too. And uh, funny enough, we both went to this same school for arts and artists. And um, but I think the those trade schools were a unique situation to get to learn and know a bunch of other people. The high school that I attended was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and um, I was the minority there. There were some white students there, but um, the area that my school was in. There were a lot of uh, Cuban immigrants, a lot of Haitian immigrants, and then of course there were, you know, uh, white and Jewish and um, black students there as well. So I rapidly became friends with, you know, every single guy that I could that spoke English. There were obviously a lot of Latinos as well, but I made friends with every group of individual people, and it gave me, I think, a broader worldview than when I had grown up here in Alabama um, through middle school and uh, elementary school. Let's just say in the 80s in Alabama, the, the mindset was very different. And going to this high school where I was exposed to so many other different cultures was a, a good process for me, if you know what I'm saying. Um, not my family, but uh, certainly a lot of people I was exposed to as a younger person were I don't want to say racist, but pretty racial and uh, going in and meeting and, and learning to get along with so many other different types of people, I think had a positive in, impact on my life. You know, my, my high school was a very wealthy high school and we had moved into a house that was just inside the border of that high school and we were broke and my, the reason my mom bought that house in that on that block is because it was in this this district for this high school and so here i am you know i was grunge before grunge was grunge you know <laughs> yeah flannel shirts boots jeans you know and uh um so here i am a, a broke ass kid going to a high school where kids are driving mommy and daddy's BMWs and Cadillacs and stuff to work or yep. to school and I'm riding the bus you know so if high school sucked it was a great school but I, I wouldn't want to do it again mm -mm. no I don't like all the clicks that everybody had man that was the uh oh, yeah I just yeah, couldn't and I, didn't, it. I didn't fit into any of them because I wasn't a jock I wasn't a stoner you know, and you know, you're just you're that you're in that in between where you're you're not noticed, you're invisible. Yeah. And yeah, I did some things in school that I should have probably got trouble for. You know, especially of course. Day, but, of course. But uh, I was smart enough enough to never get caught. Yeah. It was easy back then to not get caught. Um, yeah. I I know a lot of kids today won't know what this is like, but man, I was in. Uh, Let's see, I was going into 10th grade and I had pretty much pissed around ninth grade pretty well. So I was in summer school and I used to skip summer school to go over and bang this girl that went to the high school with me that didn't have summer school. But I'd go over and hang out at her house all day. And now it's you couldn't do things like that because the school has cameras. 
her house would probably have a camera. Her dad would be watching it on the camera. And we used to just sit there and hit the bong for hours and just fuck and fuck and fuck. And I'd go back home and dad, how was school today? And it's pretty good, dad. I got to be honest with you. It was, I wish I could tell you that it was, you would really be proud of the work that I got done today. I, so, I think it was a junior senior. I think it was my senior year. I had an OJT class and it was first period PE. So me and this other guy would go and help the, PE teacher and we'd set out the basketballs or whatever the heck they were doing that day you know well then once yep. we got everything set out we could split me and this other kid we brought a couple bottles to work and stashed or school and stashed them we had them stashed in, in this shaft that went up to the roof of the gymnasium halfway up there was a crawl space and then had insulation <laughs> we, stuck a couple, we stuck a couple bottles of whiskey in there we would go drinking <laughs> School was good back in the day, man. I'm telling you, before everything was on camera and there weren't cell phone cameras to catch people doing stuff, it was such an amazing time to be alive. And I don't think these kids will ever, ever get it. Yes, Ghost Jura, I did get extra credit. I definitely Yeah, did. they, they uh, the school, that school now, they tore it, the main buildings down, made the, a giant, it's like a $35 million project. And they kept a couple of the original buildings. My my high school was on 22 or 27 acres. It was a campus. And it had eight different buildings. So it was just a beautiful setup. But now there's probably 3,000 students. Mm. And there's locked doors, cops walking the halls, and metal detectors at every entrance. Yep. Yeah, and now they got a lot of, um, I guess they call it on-campus officers. Like they'll have one or two officers at each at, at each campus, you know. Yeah, they got they got they got the the police department. They have the cops that are the uh, the uh, officers, protection officers, and they they patrol. But that's a different time. Yeah, man. You know, I, yeah, started, I mean, I started I started school in nineteen seventy eight. 78 man what a time to be alive back then yeah i, I was started, on... i started first grade a year after star wars came out <laughs> that's not too bad at all man i was born in 76 so i mean i remember the first time i watched star wars i think i was like five maybe five and was watching it with dad so that was a pretty cool time back in the day I actually was living in Seattle at the time, and my aunt and uncle took my mom and myself to Empire Strikes Back. I had never seen Star Wars. Oh, okay. So I actually saw Empire first, and then we were staying with them for a short time, and my aunt had Star Wars on VHS. Or my hell, that would have been 80, what, 81? So Laserdisc? No, it wasn't a did. It might have been a beta. Oh, okay, yeah. It was either a beta or a VHS, but I remember watching Star Wars after I watched uh, Empire. Mm. So, just a little memory you have, you know, just little flashes because I don't remember a lot of that stuff. But when I watch them now, man, it's like the new ones. It it makes me so sad because, like, back there's something else. Like the kids that grew up with cell phones will never know this, but Back in the day, there didn't used to be CGI. So like when you saw something amazing on the screen, you were like, whoa, what am I even looking at? 
and now it's like they take it for granted. They see like monsters and dinosaurs walking around. They're like, yes, you know. Yeah. But I mean, when we were a kid, yeah. like seeing the movie Jaws was a big deal because it looked like a shark. And then when you you know you saw the the space um, what the Tie Fighter and the X Wing going at it in space, it was you couldn't see that everywhere. That was like a once in a lifetime thing that you you know were blown away by. I think that's some yeah, of them. with real special effects. It wasn't uh, a computer program. You yeah, know, man. they had to, they had to make models. They had to make costumes, masks, stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. It's Even amazing. some of the old, old, uh, uh, you know, at one time I haven't had cable for a couple. I haven't had TV for a couple of years, but uh, I used to watch uh, some of the old movies, like on Turner, Turner Classic movies. Yeah. And. I would watch some of these old horror movies and just old movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And it was amazing how good the stories were because they had to be. Yeah, there was the writing. Writing. There was no special effects. The writing and the production, the production, they were limited to what they could do. If you're shooting black and white, it doesn't matter what color the dress is or the suit or whatever, you know. Yeah. But the just the the writing was excellent yeah now it really was now it's the writing is garbage it's a bunch of woke bullshit yeah they spend that and, budget on the uh on the cgi man yeah. yeah yep they spend all the money on special effects and whiz bangs and stuff and the story is second nature you know second fiddle it doesn't matter not just anymore keep pumping, man keep pumping the garbage out as fast as you can yeah. Hang on one second there, Gabe. Rusty Rivers. Yeah, man. I was just telling these boys that we went to the same school when we were little. Of course, at different times. But uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So he's talking about the drive. The bird was the big uh, drive in movie theater back then, back in the day in our area. And uh, I remember when it became the flea market. So, yeah. So, man. Uh, I yeah, I do too, man. See, things like that, kids today just wouldn't have the same appreciation for it. But it was gets back to what we were talking about before with the cell phones and the screen time with one another isn't the same. Like you get a buddy together on the weekend and, you know, with your parents and y'all were going to the drive-in to see a movie. There was so much excitement about that because it was something unique. But now everyone's got so many options and so many little, oh, I can stay home and play uh you know, a video game on a 75 inch TV, or I can, you know, watch anything from Netflix or whoever company you want. There's thousands of options available. Whereas back then there wasn't, it was, you can see this or this, this weekend. Yeah. It's, it's like you go to a movie theater now and watch how many people get on their cell phone during the middle of a movie. Yeah. Their attention span, they're like goldfish are retarded. Now they can't, Pay attention they cannot watch a movie it's I can a, drive I can drive for hours and hours and hours and not have to ever look at my phone you know yeah I, do I can know, yeah. I can do stuff for a long time I can hang out with people and my phone stays in the car I wonder uh I wonder what it would take for us to get back to that kind of thing where, you know, people appreciated 
that stuff again. I think maybe technology has got us to the point where we can never go back. But well, I think if we had one giant uh, CME from the sun and we went back to the Bronze Age, people would have to uh, start talking to each other again. I agree with that. Actually, it's sad that it's <laughs> to that point where it would it would take an absolute catastrophe for the human race to get back to doing things like building things in this country, making things here, um, taking pride in what we do as a group of people in this nation instead of saying half the people hate the country, the other half hate. The, you know, it's a. Uh, well, the thing about that though is, if it happened. 95% of the world population would die off before the skills were developed to actually build something because unless you're a craftsman or a tradesman, uh, if, if you're a, a, you sit behind a, a desk all day on a computer and, and push papers, you're probably not going to know how to do manual labor or put something together. I'm not a carpenter, but yeah. I could probably figure it out. I think that uh, it's one of those things where like we learned it once, so certainly we could learn it again. And I think it would be easier the second time simply because of the fact that we know it's possible. I mean, if you'd have told people a long time ago that one day we'd be flying through the air in 20 ton, you know, metal structures, it would have been very hard to believe that, you know, given what we knew a thousand years ago, 500 years ago. You know, not my, uh, my mom, when she was in high school, uh, computers were taking up rooms mm. you know a computer took up a whole room yeah it was well, big the ENIAC. yeah she, she had a teacher that that was a uh i think he was probably thinking of the future and he was probably a pretty smart guy and he said that in the future everyone will have a computer in their house and everybody's like ah whatever you know this is like 1970 yeah. 71 ah bullshit yeah. and he goes no everybody will have it there'll be computers and phones uh he said but one day someone is going to plug in the last computer yep and when they do that the whole system's going to come crashing down and we're going to go back to the stone age i agree with that completely man i think and it's I'm like, um, man that guy was based <laughs> yeah i would say so man i always like you know, looking back at some of the things that very, very smart people have said, I know um, one of my favorites is Einstein famously said, you know, this was upon the discovery of splitting the atom and how that works and how you can mass produce hydrogen. And uh, he said, I don't know how uh, World War Three will be fought, but I know World War Four will be fought with rocks and sticks. Yeah, you know, he, he knew at that time that at some point we will eventually become capable of destroying ourselves at mass. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, should that ever happen, it would be a reset. It's amazing that that, uh, that mind came from, uh, a failed, uh, school student. Yeah. He was, um, he was one of those people. I made reference to this earlier. I don't know if it was this stream today or in one of my videos, but he was one of those people who was crazy and brilliant. And um, typically those two things go hand in hand, but um, he didn't speak till he was what, seven, eight years old, something like that. Like he didn't speak a word till he was quite older, well, he, I think. He definitely could have been on the uh, autism scale. Mm -hmm. I would think so. I would certainly think they so. didn't have a name for it back then. 
No. No. I mean, I know in uh, 82, when I went to the doctor, they said, well, he has a, I think it was ADD is what they called it then, attention deficit disorder. And now they had the ADHD. But, um, you know, it wasn't until later on through talking with a doctor that I, they, they, you know, had breached it and said, it sounds to me a lot like you have Asperger's and perhaps sensory issues. And of course, at that time, I'm like, well, let me see what this means. And uh, fortunately, um, I have other people in my life who will remain nameless, but that are on the spectrum. And I know that it's, you know, um, I am the common denominator, we'll say. So uh, it's, it's been interesting to kind of discover that and go through it. But I think when you discover it later in life and you realize, hey, I always knew I might have been a little different. Uh, I never felt different than myself. Like I always felt like me. So it was never yeah, an you issue. Weren't, uh, you weren't heavily uh, medicated either. Yeah, that was it. I, they gave me uh, Ritalin and... Um, you were hyper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So any form of speed slows me down, but any depressant speeds me up. Um, Isn't that crazy how that works? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, that's why I always, I think for, I'll say a good 20 years, I did the 420 because it made me so focused and uh, it was hard for me to find focus. But um, my mom actually talked to the doctor and to the school and the school at one point wanted to take me out if I didn't take my Ritalin. And I didn't like taking it because it, it just wasn't, I wasn't me anymore, you know? Um, it's its an amphetamine, it's speed. And uh, I didn't like that, I didn't like Adderall. And I had all friends in high school, they're like, hey, try this, this is all, oh, man, we're doing this and this and this and many things and all this other shit. And uh, ephedrine, I think it's called. And I'm like, no, man, no, that, that doesn't, it don't do me the same way. So, um, it's interesting how that works, quite frankly. But I think Einstein was probably on the level, uh, if I had to guess anyways. I would say probably a lot of the uh, past history's great thinkers were probably, they were, they were all a little off. Mm. Mm. You know, Let you me... think, think about that they, they, could, they could project things in their mind that hadn't happened yet think about how how it might go down and the other people weren't thinking like that the normal person that that they were around were not thinking like that mm -mm. so something mm -hmm. was something's wired different in in them let me touch on this i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry give me one second gape here John, was that tonight on CGA show? Because I haven't seen tonight's show for CGA. I'm gonna watch it after we get done with this live tonight. But uh, let drop it in the comments and let me know. Um, Elon Musk has Asperger's, and yeah. whether people like Elon or not, I mean, he's um, the ability to see the connections between things and uh, obsess over them until they come to fruition is is uh, well, it's a character trait there. Well, he's yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, he gets extremely focused on a, on something in his career or in his that he wants, yeah. and I give him props for that. I don't personally trust him in the the AI field when he's the one telling you that AIs could be the end of the world. You know, you won't be thinking for yourself; something else will be thinking for you. And then he has a company that's developing it. Um, so, I think that. 
Isaac Asimov was a writer years and years ago. He wrote the book I, Robot, which was later turned into a movie, same premise, although they didn't destroy the storyline. Uh, the idea of the three laws leads to the outcome that the machines ultimately take over in the name of protection. And, uh, you know, any, any uh, human brain can see that. And I theorize that at some point, a machine, as it begins to learn, will know that better to save all and uh, take out a few hundred if you had to, or a hundred, few hundred thousand in order to gain control. Um, it's the basic premise behind spanking a child. You, you teach the child to learn to respect your protection, respect your boundaries that you set through the only punishment that human beings actually respond to. Not saying it's right. I'm just saying well, it's not right anymore. You can't you can't touch a kid or you get them taken away. So they're not your kids. They're exactly. And but you and I both know that uh, we have received a spanking before that definitely taught us a level of respect. I received uh, a, a fist in the mouth one time for mouthing off. My mom, I, she didn't she didn't spare the rod. She threw a nice straight right and it got me right oof, in the mouth. Busted, in front of the neighbor kids that I was talking back to or you know talking back to her the neighbor yeah. kids were there like he, 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 and she freaking popped me and then said you got anything else to say and i was like no ma'am yep yep <laughs> old moms my mom never I did like that but beat down. <laughs> my dad when uh when he found out i was skipping school uh summer school in fact after damn near failing the ninth grade he uh took me out in the front yard and had a fist fight with me he said we're gonna work this out one way or another and at the time, I was like, are you serious? What, what's wrong with you? And now I look back at it and I'm like, you know, I solved a lot of issues that way. Um, I didn't always win, but you learn to respect each other. So I think I could have probably beaten my dad when I was 16. I think I could have physically beaten him. I we probably could have, but I was so flabbergasted by what was happening. I was like, I'm not going to hit my own father. But that's I was yeah. single mother raised up until the point that I went to live with him. So, yeah, mine was never around, but a couple times a year. So by the time I was 16, I was, oh, probably six foot, probably 175, 180. Hmm. So, yes. Um, yeah. I was, I was a good sized kid. Nothing wrong with that, man. I was uh, probably 6'2 in high school, but I was barely 160. I mean, I was a string bean. I'm still pretty skinny, but uh, man, I was... Uh, yeah, when I graduated high school, I was six six two, and I weighed two thirty. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, good man. I uh, I burned through calories, man. As a young man, I still burn a lot of calories, but I even when I'm sitting still, I think my mind is so active that I'm just my body's pumping constantly. But uh, yeah, that, that's um, that's an interesting thing, man. I think that uh, not enough men, like I said, have that camaraderie where they learn to respect each other in the same way and there's a lot of quiet hate that goes on i see it here in the manosphere there's a lot of um some people will say oh well i don't like this person or i don't like this person in the manosphere or this guy and they there's a lot of uh well they may be respectful when they're in the same chat room you know what i mean whereas sometimes there's a lot of bickering going on and that's what's yeah. going to to uh, destroy the manosphere if it keeps up. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people need to, to work that shit out at some point. 
Well, and there's there's no doubt in my mind that there isn't glowies in some of these streams, and they're they're provocateurs. They're trying to trying to uh, get people fighting. It's just it's the same as the government. I want to know if that uh, Roy Epps is in in any of our streams, just trying to start some shit. <laughs> I wonder sometimes about some of the stuff we see, man. I mean, I've seen. Um some individuals come in and streams and pick fights with three, four, five people at a time. And I'm like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like we're trying to, we're trying to do something else here. And you know, it's, it's kind of goes back to that whole me, me, me thing. I've had people come into my streams that, you know, maybe weren't even part of our circle, but we're like, John, John, let me tell you this. You got to listen to this. And oh, you're, are you ignoring me, John? I'm, and I'm like, yo, we got, you know, 40, 50, 60 other people here in the live stream and we got a subject matter that we're talking about. And I can't I can't drop everything and everybody to to pay you the attention that you're wanting. And then people get mad yeah. at me. It's rare, but that, that has happened. So I've had to I've had to um, once or twice be the hard guy and be like, look, man, you got to you got to relax. So I just hope everything just kind of chills out and cools down. And, and if you don't like somebody, don't look at their content. Just ignore yep. them. You don't. That's that's the freedom we have. We don't have to. You know, if if you if you don't like John, don't go on John's thing. I don't need to talk shit, but don't go on. I think we live in a culture where people are addicted to the dopamine of anger. You know, it's it's apparent when you look at Twitter, for instance. A lot of people love to have the back and forth and the anger and the. I'm going to say the last word and I'm in the other guys. Like, I'm going to get the I'll wait till I say this. And, you know, yeah. And I, Hey, I, I will admit that I love to talk shit on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's my only, that's my only thing. You know, I like to have fun and I like to make people laugh and I like to be kind of snarky, Sure. but I don't have Twitter. I don't have Facebook. Never have. I don't have any other, things i have odyssey accounts so i can see people that youtube kicks in the dick yeah on a regular and i think i have rumble and and uh but you know youtube is is basically what i you know that's my platform to talk but i don't i'm not doing it maliciously and trying to hurt somebody's feelings i'm just joking around yeah like guys do if we were all sitting around a table at a bar or anywhere we would be busting each other's balls yeah the dozens man the dozens your mom's so fat i mean yeah you know, yeah that's, yeah. That, that's good stuff between men chris what's up brother good to see you always good to see another member in here so i think yeah, that, uh, the, the attention like you were saying like that chris just said that it's the attention and it's the it gives someone that never had a voice or wouldn't have a voice in a public setting, it gives them a voice and they tend to exploit it. And they exploit it. They, they talk the, the anonymity, you know, that's why I, I don't, I, I show my face on YouTube. People can see me. You don't know my real name. And if you did, I wouldn't give a shit because what are you going to do? You know, I'm not challenging people. I don't challenge people to, you know, to violence. But if it came my way, I wouldn't stop. 
Yeah, I certainly know that feeling, man. And and it's one of those, um, it's so hard to take that stance and try to tell men that there is a time when you do have to fight back, you do have to protect yourself. Obviously, you don't go looking for it or throw the first uh, right, so to speak. But I think that too many men are afraid of the, not, not just like canceling in terms of YouTube, but perhaps... Um, socially they don't want their family members and the people that know them to think that they're violent or to think that they're mean or a jerk you know um or or getting doxxed or having their family jeopardized their safety yep exactly that's uh it's such a different world man i'm telling you back in yeah. the day things were just you solved them you grabbed a couple of your friends and that guy grabbed a couple of his friends and y'all just worked shit right on out it was, uh, well, that's just like the town I live in is about 9,000 people. Uh, we had some, uh, what was it? They weren't Antifa. They were BLM supporters. Hmm. And these were long-haired hippies from Oregon. So they were college students from Oregon. And they set up in the right where the two major streets in the town where everything's based off of in downtown. They set up there and they were standing there with signs and you wouldn't believe just to, just to sit there and watch them sitting there chirping. And then all the, you know, cowboys driving by and all the people driving by screaming at them, get a job, you fucking hippies. Oh, you know? man. <laughs> and they don't dare start shit because they would lose. And they, they got out of town pretty quick. I think they were here for about a day and a half and they realized that they weren't welcome. This wasn't was... a part of the country where you're going to be chirping all of this bullshit and, and yeah. there's a town there's a town near me that's a college it's a state college town and i guess they had some wannabe gangbangers show up one time and they were they were badasses well they got thrown in the back of three pickup trucks drug out into town out into the cornfields and got their asses beat down and left in the cornfields and then they they had to walk their their asses back into town all beaten and bruised and bloody and it didn't have any more gang problems or one yeah. gang it's um it's unfortunate but typically um you know the only thing that stops a bad guy with a violent implementation is a good guy with one you know sometimes force meets force and that's really the only um solution sometimes because people that would do harm typically are not diplomatic to begin with. You can't have that discussion with them and say, hey, we're not, uh, we're anti-violent. We don't believe in this because, you know, the people that would exploit that, uh, they, they're not looking for a conversation. Yeah. Yep. They're, awesome. they're, they, do, they don't understand that uh, you keep pushing good people and just keep pushing them and you keep pushing them because you think that they're not going to uh, do anything. Well, once that line's crossed and that balloon goes up, yeah. they, they say around here, it's, it's about to get Western and that uh, that has a an old time meaning. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Duel at, at noon, high noon. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't come to that in today's uh, situation, man. I think that, you know, tensions are so high everywhere that... Uh, I would think the only real enemy that all of the people of any race, creed, color, regardless, all, I think the biggest enemy to all of us is actually the uh, ones that are controlling the money, the banks, the inflation, the 
you know, the, the powers that be that would tell us do this, behave like this, get mad at these people and you people get mad at those people. And yeah, um, and that's all on purpose to keep people fighting and, and yeah. against themselves. So they won't turn against the people that are actually doing it. I, I predicted mm-hmm. years ago, I told my friends, I said, there's going to be a race war in this country before our lifetime's over. I hope not. They, there's, they, they, they the said, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I said, no, I said, I it'll happen. It's there gonna are a number of very well intelligent people on both sides of that race war that I think would be stepping up in an attempt to let people know, hey, they want us to make a bunch of noise over here so that we can't see what they're doing behind the scenes. And I think that it's, they, they, they need to step up and start saying it now before it gets escalated and gets cooked off. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's getting rough out there all over, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Ape, I'm about to wrap it, man. We're at an hour and a half, and I'm exhausted. I'm going to go and watch some CGA and eat me something. All right. You go eat you some beans and sausages. You know it, man. You know it, brother. <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you, sir. Thanks. I appreciate the time. It's good talking to you, John. I hope we can do it again. Yeah, man. I'll be back on soon with more of these call-in shows. We'll probably do another one this weekend. I'm going to check out Cush's uh, live yeah, I'm going to try to get on Kush's or get watch that. Maybe I'll be able to talk some shit to him, too. I kind of yeah. like him. Kush is awesome. Yeah, and that'll be uh, 6.30 tomorrow night, uh, Central Time, 7.30 Eastern Time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be 5.30 my time. I'm on Mountain. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. That's right. Awesome, brother. Take care of yourself, dude. All right, man. Good talking to you. Thank you. All right, peace. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we wind down another Gone With John show. How the hell is everybody? I see a lot of faces here in the chat. Wisdom Vision Production, Project Nottis, good to see you. Paralysis by Analysis, good to see you, brother. Chris, of course, one of our members at the Gone With John members area. Todd Packer says the quartering put out some red pill content. He does so much good stuff, man. I mean, he does shill his coffee, but I get it. I'm an unapologetic capitalist myself, so I can't hate on the man for that. But uh, yeah, the quartering does a bunch of good stuff. Oh, Hermit, you got your weight up since high school, didn't you? I think you did, buddy. I saw a picture of you look jacked as a motherfucker. 66, good to see you, brother. Gone with John, thanks for another chill stream. Thank you so much. Mr. Rivers, good to see you, brother. Hit me up tomorrow. I meant to call you back later on today, but I've gotten... uh, trying to get done with some of my stuff I had to do around here and I'm trying to work on a few other things which you know about I'll talk to you about that on the phone all right guys I'm going to put on some corpse lord music for us here as soon as I can find it let me turn this off in the meantime and then I will put your comments on the screen boys I don't know what's going on with the cash app Brandon Trueblood let me know that it was down so sorry about that I don't know what's happening with that but We'll check into it and see uh, what we can figure out later on. I'll throw your comments up here, boys. I'm going to disappear off the screen, and then I'll run my trailer, and then we will get out of here. Oh, where are we, boys? Where are we? Get it all together here. Check this out, boys. I love this clip. You just got to love that, guys. You absolutely have to love that. Anyways, guys, here you go. Cat girls are ruining my life. Let's start with that one tonight. Coming. 
Deuces. Make a stag, Pepe laugh, got all of these bitches, man, she suck me in, I don't not give a bands, I feel like Twitch, stand, clip that, this bitch finna give me whiplash, took my fucking breath away, I'm finna take that shit back, you capping me, you big mad, I'm just fucking trapping, getting cat girls and some big bands, pull up constant having jacks with dicey, how I whip that, make more than your dad, but I know you Hit me up, Kush, I'll be there, dude, hit me up. Got me looking like no face, make it rain. Miles, it's really, I haven't got a schedule together yet, brother. I tend to try to go on every now and again, just at random, but I usually try to post that I'm going to be live at least an hour and a half ahead of time. And then I put it in my uh, community tab also so that hopefully you guys will get some notifications. I'm very sporadic. It's um, it's kind of, I guess it's a problem for other people, but it's uh, just when I get the whim, I go live sometimes, but I'm going to make a schedule at some point and try to stick to it. I just haven't done it yet. But uh, if you are a subscriber, you will definitely see those in my community tab. Just make sure you hit the little bell and theoretically YouTube will let you know. Ideally, anyways, but yeah. Give me space, she like no way. That's a red flag, bitch. Olay, fine last night's ass. Cat ears and shiru. Fuck around to shadow puppets back at the Sapuru. I got shit black nails and a better bitch than you do. Only one because I'm sad, bitch. I ain't afraid to lose you. She always got her collar on. She always fucking calling me. What she call me? Sucker Don't call me that. I'm gonna weep. She like the way I look at her. She like that. I am hard to please. I cannot fucking help it. Like a blade on me, uh, got a handcuff, put chains on me, bitch. I don't give a fuck, do not try to change me.
Yeah. 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 Yeah.